Where do you keep finding fortune cookies? You sound like you're chewing on sand. <laughs> it tastes like sand. <laughs> I don't even know where my shot is. See? Yeah. Motherfucker. Ready? Yep. <laughs> Salut. Salut. Oh, that one hurt. <laughs> that was gross. That was just gross. I almost just deleted the recording for no reason. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, let's just delete it. <laughs> welcome back, guys. Hey, welcome again. And uh, another time. <laughs> Welcome to Gumshoe Weekly. I am the podcast about uh, weird, interesting, and fun stuff mm-hmm. that we like. Mm-hmm. That maybe you like. Because that's why you're here. That. <laughs> that's all right. I did a whole ASMR thing, whatever it's called earlier in the video. That's why you're eating here. a fortune cookie. It's because you like what we what we got, what we're serving up. Hey, like uh, the fortune cookies we're slinging. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read them your fortune that you got? Oh, yes. She put it in her pocket. <laughs> it's in my pocket. I'm going to glue it to the soundboard over a button. You should put it on the thing. Don't ignore minor detail. They are the key to your success. And as you know Ow. with this podcast, <laughs> we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Hey, <laughs> don't la- verbally <laughs> insult us in front of our audience. We're winging it. We're hey. doing it. You're here again. Hey, you're here. And this you're the, week. You're the sicko. You know what? You're the sicko. Yeah, you're back for more. I don't know what to tell you. Look at Hazel, though, real quick. Oh, she's round today. She's looking like a fucking pancake. <laughs> she, she got damn potato today. Alrighty. Okay. So, like I said, so what's this your is Gumshoe n- Weekly. What's My name is Brianna. Um, Josefina. Again. <laughs> I said that already. Look, Josefina's back on the episode, guys. My name is Jaisel. Jaisel? <laughs> Jay-Z's sister, Jaisel? My name is... um. J- Jizzle. <laughs> Her name is Jizz. <laughs> My name is Jizzum. You know. Like Jizza? That's you know a, that's you. A... You know me. You love me. You feel ashamed after I appear. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Excuse me. I must change my pants and my socks. <laughs> I gotta go. Sorry. It went into my socks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's just get down to it's it. It's like if you ejaculated a lot with your pants on. And it leaked into your socks. So you, I don't want to get into the mechanics of this. Let's this cut this all out. My yeah. name is Jaffney. <laughs> all right, Jaffney. My name is Brianna. Okay, Brianna. Um, That's not how you pronounce your name, by the way. How do you pronounce my it's name? It's Brianna. It is Brianna. <laughs> Every day. Everybody says Brianna, so I just say Brianna. But my mom corrected me and said, it's Brianna. Yeah. So why are you still living this lie? I hope she listens to this and slaps you. I'm going to make sure this goes up <laughs> by the time you're in New York so she can <laughs> slap you. Well, I hope it goes up by the time I'm in New York. I'm good. Do you have a question? Yes. Uh-huh. And it was. <laughs> I can go. No. <laughs> okay. What movie could you watch over and over again? Over and um. over again. I can't keep picturing her again. Cause um, it's all in my head. Probably like I Drop Dead Fred. Again. Oh my god. 
I've seen that movie. That little girl in that movie always reminded me of my sister. I don't know why. <laughs> she looks exactly like my sister did at that age. Uh-huh. And um, I definitely saw that movie too young, so. I definitely did too, but it was, it's an amazing, it's such a good movie. Like, me and my family reference it to this day. Really? Uh, I don't think I can think of anything from it except that it scared me because he came out of a little box. Yeah. That was a little weird. And she would and yell drop dead little... Fred at him. Yeah. He was amazing though. It was just a, all around. I want to watch it now. I couldn't tell you what that movie is about right now actually. There's so many movies. It's about a girl who um, she was the only child and she had an imaginary friend but her and her imaginary friend always got up to like real crazy shit. Like mm-hmm. her mom was super about looks and like um, status so she had all these fancy things, and then one day the daughter decides, like, oh, we're going to have a mud party. Mm-hmm. So they fucking start making mud pies in the middle of her fancy kitchen. And she just got, dropped dead for it, got her into a bunch of shit like that. But it was because the little girl was, like, alone. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was her imaginary friend not a grown man? It was. Hmm. So, um, and then something happens, like, she ends up getting, uh, like, breaking up with her boyfriend of, like, mad years. And they end up he she ends up moving back in with her mom and her mom had taped drop dead Fred into like a jack in the box so that drop dead Fred wouldn't be out. How how, she how could her mom (laughs) quantify drop dead Fred? What's the science behind him? It's probably just like reverse psychology for parents kind of thing. Oh, they're probably like your friend is taped in here forever now. Fuck you. So like there was a there's a whole scene in the the movie of that. And she she tapes drop dead Fred inside of the box and. Um, when she gets older, she goes and moves back in with her mom because she broke up with her boyfriend and she's digging in the closet and she finds the box with drop dead Fred in it Mm -hmm. and then opens it. And then it's just drop dead Fred is in her adult life. He's pretty much trying to help her cope with all of the shit. It's just a really good movie. I love that. It's It's not scary. Like I remembered it. No, you have to watch it. It's really good. Cause then at the end of the movie, like she's still really dealing with all this trauma that her mom pretty much caused because like her dad left and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and drop dead fred like helps her become an adult and then he goes on to have like like help another little girl like uh woody yeah it's really cute but then he starts fucking around with the little girl and having her do crazy shit too oh okay i love that though the chaos friend that's me it was. It was really good. You should watch it. I have it on DVD. Thanks, Bridget. <laughs> she gave me Aww. the DVD. <laughs> Bridget knows you love that movie. <laughs> love that for you. Um, mine would definitely be Stick It. Anyone in my house can attest to this. It just stopped letting me record it because I would record it, watch it, delete it. <laughs> record it, watch it, delete it. That's the cheerleading movie, right? No, that is the one with Missy Peregrine. And she's a delinquent and she used to be an Olympic athlete. Like she's a teenager and she was going to be in the Olympics. And the day that she was supposed to perform, she walked off like she wouldn't compete. So then nobody wanted her because they were like, no, she's a waste of time. You're going to spend a year coaching her. And then when she goes to compete, she chokes because she literally just walked off and no one knew why. And Jeff Bridges is in it. Mm-hmm. And some other the people. Cover. <laughs> and that one kid, one of her friends is named Poop. <laughs> and she the movie starts with her like so you see these three kids skateboarding and on bmx bikes and shit mm-hmm. just totally fucking up this house like bmx biking all over the new pool it's like a house in development and they're like doing all this cool shit and these tricks and stuff and then they um the sh- cops show up so all the kids scatter 
and this one in the green hoodie like does all these really cool flips and shit over the fence and everything to get out. Oh, it's and then that they, really hot chick, Missy Peregrine. And then they she's on FBI. That show's fucking. She's incredible. very hot. It's so with her weird. Anyway, so she put the person in the green hoodie puts their hands up and then they're like, "Take off your hood," and it's her. And she turns around and she could do all those flips because she used to be in the Olympics. I fucking love it. And they're basically like, "You are squandering your youth." Your father has paid a huge donation, so you can either go to jail for six months or you go to this gym and you live there and get trained for, like, six months. And she goes, great, when do I go to jail? <laughs> You're like, no, no, yeah. no, your father. And he, she's like, I'm not going to do Olympics again. And so, yeah, she's a gymnast and it's fucking incredible. It sounds good. And Is she that on has, Netflix? I don't know. And she has, I'll tell you, and she has a huge fucking attitude. She's so, like, crazy because she's not even, like, a bitch. She's just like, fuck the establishment. And I live for that, you know? <laughs> I live for people saying fuck the establishment. That was good. I think we should. We should do a movie night. Yeah. Oh, my God. I watched The Emperor's New Groove the other day without you. A movie I always say we should watch together. <laughs> that is also another movie I can watch all the time. Yes. I fuck with that movie hard. <laughs> um, me and my brother's birthday, we'll call each other and say, Yzma, it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard you do that. <laughs> I've definitely heard that before. Yzma, it's your birthday. <laughs> that is and i've never watched the second one already like i didn't really like the show the first movie does it for me it's one one and that's it i'm good after that or need anything else oh there's so many that are not the thing i'm talking about (laughs) all righty should we get into it yeah we should get wait (laughs) did you ask a question no i think we're good okay it's time to scissor (laughs) (laughs) i guess every time that'll work on you (laughs) Okay. It does. (laughs) Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Scissors. Paper. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock. Scissors. Yas, queen. And you're going to go first, bitch. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Ha ha. Stick It is not on Netflix or Hulu. You have to buy it. Is it on Amazon? Because we have Amazon as well. I have no idea how to check that. <laughs> I could check it. I just slapped myself in the face with the microphone. You should tell me because I have Amazon on my TV. <laughs> I just don't know how to look it up from my phone. This week's episode is on uh, Mysterious Deaths. Yeah. That's it. That's all, that's, there's <laughs> that's not much to get into on, on that. Exactly what it says. In the description, I'm assuming you read every time. You should. They're fucking hilarious. We put a lot of work into them. Guys, I put at least five minutes into mine. Mine's is on the death of Debbie Wolf. Or Deborah Wolf. On the night of Wednesday, December 25th, 1985, after finishing up her nursing shift at the hospital, 28-year-old Debbie Wolf left work and headed home. She lived... Um, four miles outside of Fayetta in North Carolina in her isolated cabin with her two dogs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a death trap already. Right? Um, I mean, it was the 80s. Yeah, still. The I 80s, feel like satanic you, panic, all that good You stuff. love to do a nurse story. Do I? Yeah. When did I do a nurse story before? Um, the Bala one, the possession story was a nurse. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you did another nurse story, too. I believe it. 
<laughs> she lived a very ordinary life. Um, she was happy, caring woman who was neat and organized, like most people described her as. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if you're a nurse, you have to be those things. Yeah. Because you're going to fucking kill somebody. Yeah. So um, it was very strange and out of character for her when the next day she didn't show up for her shift. Her coworkers called numerous times at home. I got no response. Oh, I love a concerned coworker. Yeah. So fearing the worst, they called her mother Jenny Edwards. <laughs> Every time I wrote Jenny Edwards, because, you know, my keyboard is covered because I yeah. have fucking stickers on it. It kept coming out as Jebby. Jebby? J-E-B-B-Y. I love that for her. <laughs> Um, so Jenny decided that she and a friend, Kevin Gorton, would go out to Debbie's cabin and check on her to see if everything was okay. Is this on the same day still? Yes. Because they, so like she didn't show up for her shift. They kept calling her. They were like, all right, something's weird because it's not, this is out of character for her. She's very right. organized, responsible. So they called her mom, which I don't think anybody in fucking my place knows how to call my mom. <laughs> my fucking contact, my emergency contact is Alonzo. Uh, I'm dead. They're not going to find me. Yeah. I'll be like, she'll turn up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when they got there, they knew instantly that something was wrong. The front yard of Debbie's was usually very tidy. But when they got there, the home was destroyed. The land was messy and had beer cans all over the place. Ooh. Yeah. The biggest indicator that something was off was that her two dogs, who she took very good care of, were unchained and running around. And it seemed like they Aww. hadn't been fed for a while. Babies. Yeah. For a while? She was only gone for a day. Yeah, I guess maybe she missed, like, the nighttime feeding and the morning time feeding. Oh. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I feed my cats. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, they have food times. <laughs> um. This only deepened Jenny's concern with Debbie's whereabouts. They went into Debbie's home, which was less, me- like... It was more or less messy, the same thing, Mm -hmm. Um, but still had things out of place. A work uniform was laying on the floor of the kitchen. Her purse was found shoved under the bed, and there was stuff thrown everywhere. Oh, it was ransacked. Yeah. So her mother started digging a little deeper and decided to listen to the voice messages left on her answering machine. Which, by the way, who the fuck has an answering machine anymore? This was the 80s. (laughs) Still, like. But we're just asking. Do you have one? Do you use it? Can you send us a picture? Send us a picture of it and a newspaper from today. <laughs> Just so we Shows can believe that it's you. proof that it's real. <laughs> um, so they came to one that sounded strange. It was a man's voice that came over the speaker and said, Hey, Deb, missed you here at work today. I just wondered how you're doing. Uh, if you're able to give me a call here at the ward um, or give me a call at home tonight, uh, here is where it gets hard to understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, you've been having a lot of days, got worried when you missed the other one. Just wanted to make sure you're okay. Okay. Bye. So I had the audio for you originally. I can Mm -hmm. play it for you if you want, but we don't have to. I'll listen to it if you have it. It's a, it's in one of the tabs. So it turns out the man was from the hospital Debbie worked at, but that was what really raised red flags for Jenny was the fact that he mentioned she missed so many days of work. Yeah. When, in fact, she had only been missing a few hours. And this man called. And when the message came through, she would have been in her shift for at least a few hours, not the day. Yeah. So um, before calling authorities, Jenny and Kevin made a few more rounds through Debbie's property, of which also included a pond closely nearby. Um, Unfortunately, nothing turned up. And Jenny then phoned the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office, speaking to the Captain Jack Watts. Cumberland Farms. 
<clears throat> yeah, she went to Cumberland Farms, picked up a hoagie. And an icy. And Do they have icy. hoagies there? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Okay. They're not Lala's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so she spoke to Captain Jack Watts. Uh, she was told they would investigate only after Debbie had been missing for three days. But five days passed before authorities began a full-scale search. Oh, my God. Yeah, with that information, it was a little conflicting. Some said they, like, went out there immediately. Some said that they waited. So it was a little hard to decide actually what they did. So they searched the cabin, and later that afternoon, they thought they brought bloodhounds out, and they could find nothing at all. They then walked around the edge of the pond. Um, They didn't do a thorough search because they said Jenny had told them that they had already looked at the pond. So with that, they don't have any fucking tools to be really digging out, like, dread... What is it? Drudging up? Dread... Yeah. Drudging? (laughs) Drudging. They didn't drag that pond. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't drag the pond. They just looked. That's it. They were like, looks good. Yeah. The mom and the the friend were like, oh, I don't see anything. But you would think the police would be a little bit more involved and be like, oh, what's... Yeah, we don't see anything. I'll get a scuba suit and get in there. Yeah. So, Jenny Edwards decided to hire her own divers. Because um, it that. just seemed like the police just were not involved. They didn't really care. They weren't really trying to do anything. See, I love that. And her mother, her daughter is, like, grown up, but still, she's like, I still fucking care. Yeah. So, on January 1st, 1986, Kevin Gorton, I think it's 85. I could have, that could have been a typo. Kevin Gorton and another friend, Gordon Child- Childress, the guy's name is Gorton. Okay. The Kevin Gorton. And then his friend, his name is Gordon Childress. Gordon. Gordon. Got it. What did I say? No, I was saying, because you said the first person was Gorton. (coughs) G-O-R-T-O-N. And then the other guy's name is G-O-R-D-O-N. Very similar. (laughs) So Gordon Childress went back to Debbie's property, returning to the pond. Both men were familiar with rescue work. As they were looking around the pond, only two minutes passed before they stumbled upon a set of two different footprints and marks on the ground that indicated something or someone was dragged. (laughs) Gordon immediately went into the pond, and that was when the discovery of Debbie's deceased body was found. More so, she was seemingly put inside of a 55-gallon oil barrel with holes. Where the fuck? Do you even get one of those? So, Debbie owned a, st- a store firewood. Um, she owned a 55 barrel to put firewood in. Mm-hmm. So, it could have been the one from her property. Did it have holes in it already? That part I don't know. <clears throat> Sorry. So, although the relationship was strained between Jenny, the mother, and the police, she reluctantly called them to report the body, which was later confirmed to be Debbie. Um, mm. The coroner... C- 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 uh, the coroner concluded that she had drowned an autopsy revealed no traces of drugs no alcohol in her system and no signs of foul play however (laughs) multiple abrasions on several of her fingers that would point to a struggle her body was in a relaxed state but most drowning victims have their hands and arms in clawing positions Mm mm-hmm and her eyes and mouth were closed, but most drowning victims have both wide open. There was only half a teaspoon of water in her lungs, whereas a normal drowning victim have more fuck? than have more than that. There was no froth or foam fo- found in her airways. Airways. 
whereas normal drowning victims have at least some. A vital tool to diagnose death by drowning. So, like, that froth is what kind of is like, okay, that's, she drowned. Um, <coughs> not to mention, she was also found in a barrel. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fell in this barrel and then drowned. Yeah. Dragged myself over here. Was the official ruling of her death a drowning? Yes. Hmm. So, it, it gets crazier. Okay. The sheriff's department proposed this scenario. Possibly Miss Wolf was playing with her two dogs and fell in the pond. Or maybe she was trying to save one of her dogs that walked in the pond and became frightened and disoriented in the water. The thing is, the pond ain't very deep. Debbie <laughs> Debbie was found 30 feet from the shoreline and only got to five and a half um, from the shoreline. And it only got to five and a half or six feet. So it was very odd for a healthy woman to just drown in a few inches of water or fall in it at all especially a nurse i feel like a nurse would know yeah let me not panic that kind of yeah they can keep their cool i feel like a lot better so as the investigation continued debbie's mother said police began to deny that debbie's body had even been found inside of a barrel yeah (laughs) jenny's mom went on to say i asked one of my our friends who was there i said what happened do they have the barrel and they said no They decided to leave it there. They'll get it in the morning. (gasps) The next day, they went back to get the barrel, and they said the barrel was gone. All of a sudden, it didn't exist. Okay. The same barrel that had been there the night before, I went over to the spot where the barrel was, and the barrel was gone. The indentations of the barrel were still there on the ground, but the barrel was no longer there. So that was a direct quote from Jenny. A few months after finding Jenny... Uh, excuse me. A few months after finding Debbie, Jenny was starting to notice some inconsistencies with the case. So at the beginning, you know, she's a grieving mother. She doesn't have a very clear mind. Mm -hmm. She was finally able to get a hold of the clothes Debbie was wearing. What she soon realized was that the clothes Debbie, the, the clothes weren't even Debbie's that they gave her. They weren't Debbie's. Oh, my God. She had a bra that was three sizes too big for her. (laughs) Pants that were extremely long for Debbie's height. The shirt was one that nobody had ever seen her with. It was a Pittsburgh shirt that no, they were like, this is not hers. This was like lost and found clothes. (laughs) Fucking pretty much. Um, And she had an army issue jacket that came from nowhere. And then the shoes. (laughs) Debbie wore a size seven in women's, but she apparently had on size six men's Nike shoes which would be incredibly too big for her and had no mud from falling in the water on them. So the mud part I would get because you're in the water. It can get washed off and stuff, but nothing at all. Yeah. And they're fucking too big. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever Uh, wears too big shoes on purpose. No, it's horrible. (laughs) Debbie's family became convinced that she had been murdered. One of Debbie's responsibilities at work was coordinating the hospital's volunteers. And according to Jenny, um, there was a volunteer at the hospital that wanted to become romantically involved with Debbie. Debbie discussed this with everyone, including him, and told him that she would be his friend, but nothing else. Jenny is convinced that this was the man who called Debbie the day after she disappeared, expressing concern that she'd been missing from work. So this is, that was a quote from mm-hmm. Jenny. Captain Watts said the man was investigated and anyone with the, that the family 
requested that we talk to or interview, we try to interview. Of course, through the information we received through these interviews, there was nothing there that we could use in any criminal prosecution. So, or, excuse me, or there was nothing there that we could indict them on uh, or indicate to us that was uh, that this was a homicide. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I'll wait because you might answer my question. <laughs> Jenny Edwards said the volunteer had since left the area after being interviewed. Oh, okay. He was investigated by the sheriff's department that the night that the body was brought to the surface. However, he provided an alibi and refused to take a polygraph. So he wasn't questioned any longer. He left several days after that to go out of state. Never returned. Oh, okay. Wow. So um, that's pretty much the story of Debbie Wolf. Um, and her case is considered closed. They consider it she drowned. That's it. In a in a in a barrel. Nobody yeah, ever answered so, what happened with the barrel. So um, they're saying like the police department was super like there's no barrel. We don't know what you're talking about. That jacket was just puffed up so it looked like a barrel on her. But bi- bi- bitch, <laughs> bitch, excuse me. Yeah. So Kevin, Gr- uh, not Kevin Groton, um, Gordon was like. No, that was a barrel. Like, it was heavy, it was big, it was round. There were so many of them there. Yeah. Everybody here is saying there was a barrel, and now the police are saying there isn't a barrel. There was never a barrel. Like, you're just imagining it. It was her jacket. It puffed up in the water. Um, And then one cop came out and said, yeah, there was a barrel. (gasps) And that was it. That's where it stood. You know, he got fired. Fuck yeah. So a lot of people think that the police either like whoever did it was connected with the police mm-hmm. or like somehow paid them off or something along those lines of um, like like brush it under the rug for me kind of thing. Yeah, because their reluctance to investigate in the first place is weird to me. Yeah, it was just a very sloppy case. Like they were not really into it. They didn't really want to help the family. They didn't really want to do shit for them. So that guy who called, are you thinking that the guy who called and he was like, we haven't seen you in a few days, that was the volunteer, right? That was the volunteer, yes. So are you thinking that he said, oh, we, ha- we haven't seen you in a few days, I'm just checking in with you, was because he was trying to, like, leave a trail? Yeah, they were saying, um, one of the, the theory that I got off of thegreatunsolved.com, or web, or whatever it's called, it's called The Great Unsolved, um... He the their theory was that he kidnapped her in her own home, like surprised her there, mm-hmm. took her down, um, raped her. But there wasn't very much on the rape in any of the articles that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like stuff found inside of her, but not enough to like do anything with. Mm. He was saying that she was taken down, uh, killed, and then he put her body in the barrel, like put the barrel in the water. Because if you poke the holes in it, doesn't it make it sink, right? Yeah. So that's what happened. Um, That she was put in the water and then on his way, like, out of leaving there, he left a message th- thinking that people wouldn't go looking for her till later. Yeah, and then that'd be, like, their paper trail. Yeah, pretty much. But, um, so nobody's ever been, like, taken down for this. And the cops are super like, well, it was a, it was a drowning and that's really it. Nobody wants to go into details. And, like, Jenny's mom is like, there's somebody out there that knows what happened to my daughter. There's two fucking footprints. Oh, God. I thought I moved that enough that it wouldn't fucking choke me, and it still did. Yeah, there's two footprints, and 
Only, like, two people have been investigated for it, but both of them were like, nah. One of the guys was like, here, take my, take whatever you need. And the other guy was like, nah, you're good. I don't need, don't do that. Yeah. Huh. And that's the unsolved uh, murder of Debbie Wolf. It's a very good one. I'm intrigued. Thanks. Someone knows something. Yeah. There was so many articles on it. I got it. Um, Sorry, I don't remember the Reddit user I got that from, but I know I got it from unsolvedmysteries.wiki and thegreatunsolved.com, mm. I believe. So, the one that... <laughs> Sorry, I feel myself. <laughs> that face was good. <laughs> um, so, the one that I did, there was... I had the same thing because I did an older one. And there was a lot of just straight up contradictory articles. What is that? Is that oil for what? a vape? What? that thing with the white top yeah no that's fucking throat number because i get really bad strep throat <laughs> numb your throat make the <laughs> podcast better by numbing your throat and everyone will be like man her, her throat just sounds loose <laughs> she got a loose ass throat. she got a loosey goosey throat okay so but that was the thing with mine so i got a lot of my information since everywhere was contradictory i had to start from wikipedia which i donated to by the way and then <laughs> i had to like there was like the Chicago Tribune and the Los Angeles Times and no oh, very different ones yeah and it must I think be a big one yeah and there were some other ones too but one of them was just straight fucking they were trashing her right they were trashing her bro like they were just trashing her <laughs> I was like I was trying to take for information from it and the way that it was presented was with such a like. It's bias that I was like, kind of thing. Yeah, that I was just Which like is fucking annoying. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you want to report on things like this, keep your fucking opinion out of it. Well, yeah. So that's the thing is like it was a lot of stuff supporting their like one theory, and you could tell. I'm not gonna say which one it is, but if you look in, if you Google her, you'll fucking see them in the first two, and one of them is like that, and literally it ends with sh- the fucking last sentence of it is. Basically, she was a tramp. Fuck off. Excuse me? We don't believe in those things on this podcast. She's dead, so that's cool. So, even if whatever... Go on. (laughs) We don't have enough time. I can get into this real hard. But fuck you. So, I was... That's (laughs) the thing is, like, there were... That was... Like, it was a state... My ears hurting, sorry. It's okay. It was a state fucking... (laughs) It was, like, a state website, so I thought I could fucking go with it. Like, it seemed like a newspaper article, and I was like trying to get information from it and it just sounded so like not fabricated but it all seemed to point to exactly one answer so i was just like i don't know if i can take this all as actual fact so (sighs) does the name the ice cream blonde ring a bell for you no surprisingly not what about um hot toddy (laughs) and any bells no but it sounds funny yeah. Sounds like a doll, like 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 an LOL Bratz doll kind of thing. There's a drink called a hot toddy, but interesting, unrelated. Um, well, I'm talking about Thelma Alice Todd of the 1930s. No. Okay. Um, she was a sorry. <laughs> I'm like no. She was a famed businesswoman and actress. Uh, she was in over 120 feature films and shorts i think it was in the span of nine years fuck she's busy 
Yeah. She's busy. She's my kind of gal. <laughs> um, she did work with the Marx Brothers, Monkey Business, and Horse Feathers with them. Hmm. Um, with Charlie Chase's comedies. Um, she was also in Speak Easily alongside Buster Keaton and Jimmy Durant, as well as... As well as Wheelie, Wheel, fuck. As well as Wheeler and Woolsey films, and she was in Laura, Laurel and Hardy films as well. Um, the last one she would ever star in being the Bohemian Girl. She was an American act- actress, born to an Irish father and a Canadian immigrant mother. Um, Thelma was smart from the get-go. Uh, she strived to be a school teacher until she felt another calling in the 1920s. <laughs> Thelma began entering beauty pageants and was so she was scouted for the Miss, from the Miss Massachusetts stage to move to the Paramount stage. Ooh. They kept her doing the the whole beauty shtick in um, silent films, a beautiful, a beautiful, mysteriously silent actress until the talkies started. The talkies like gossip. <laughs> Ooh, I got some talkies for you. You better get your teacup. I've never heard someone say that. What? The talkie. I got I've some never heard of that shit you. either. It um, sounds like it's it means gossip though. It's um films with with sound. Oh, I just made it up then. Sorry. They called it talkies though. So, um sh- that was started by and Jesus Christ. Until the talkies started and Hal Roach signed her for comedies. He was like, you got the stuff, kid. <laughs> I want to see you in my talkies. It's the 1930s, and that's how everyone sounds. Sorry, I don't make the rules. With a cigarette hanging out their mouth. <laughs> I was going to do it. Was, <laughs> it. And then I was like, don't, you look so stupid. <laughs> Irredeemably stupid. So I didn't. Miss Todd even got her own series of shorts in 1931 where she was cast as a level-headed working female, a boss bitch, <laughs> going through issues but remaining poised and charming despite her embarrassing ditzy sidekick. <sighs> Women, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that same year, she was in Corsair directed by Roland West, who she later permitted herself to know carnally. <laughs> okay. Uh <sighs> Thelma was a huge success. That's <laughs> <laughs> the end of that. Part. Okay. <laughs> and at 28 years old, she had conquered, conquered, conquered. <laughs> she had conquered show business. Concord. Concord. Grapes. In 1934, <laughs> she opened Thelma's to- Thelma Todd's Sidewalk Cafe in Pacific Palisades. And like all things she does, but. I thought you were going to say Thelma Todd's Topless Tots. <laughs> topless Tots. Thelma Todd's Topless Tots. Um, put your tots back in. Put your tots put away. Your, put that shirt put on your that Put your tots top. away, Jenny. <laughs> and like all things she'd done so far, it was a huge success. She was thriving. She's a shit. She's a boss bitch. She's a boss bitch. Um, on <laughs> big mood shift. We might have to really stop drinking so much at these things. We literally had on the morning. <laughs> it's always the morning of December sixteenth, nineteen thirty-four. Thelma was found leaning over her steering wheel in her car, parked in the garage of Jewel Carmen, former actress, former wife. No, wait, current wife. Sorry, you guys. Of Todd's current lover and business partner, Roland West. 
Wait, who was she? Who was this person? She was found dead in their garage, but who is this person? That's the wife of Roland West, which is Todd, Thelma's lover, currently. So she went to her lover's house. In the garage. And she was found dead in her garage. Yes. In his, his, his real life. Yes. So here's where it starts to get weird. Because the further I read into this, the like more the literal facts changed. (laughs) Okay. Because it turns out that, um, so it says here, it said in the article I read, Jewel lived a block from Thelma's restaurant. However, she lived in an apartment. It was said that they lived in an apartment above the restaurant that all three of them shared. So she technically wasn't the mistress if everybody knew what was going down. Yeah, apparently the wife was okay with it, and the husband and wife were still together, and Thelma was just, like, chilling. But, so they said, um, so some of them said they all live in the same apartment, some of them said she lived a block away, and some of them said they live in next-door apartments. But the one that had the most facts behind it was that it was all of their apartment. They lived in one big apartment. Like, next door to each other. So it was like a building, and they lived in the building together. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, cause she was found by May, which is Thelma's like maid who was supposed to go into the garage to do some shit. I don't fucking know. Um, so as the investigation started, um, they concluded that she died of carbon monoxide poisoning, like in the virgin suicides. I don't know if you've seen that. I did. Hmm. I tried to read the book. Oh, I wouldn't try. It was a boring movie. It was. That's why I didn't finish the book. (laughs) Um, it's one of those fucking ones that you're like, oh, it's an American classic. That's how I feel like about American Beauty. That's exactly it. It's that like every movie is fucking stupid. Every time that, um, it's a white person. It seems us. to it's a be classic. every time that like, it's the same with, um, fucking look at this little blonde girl. What's the one with the little girl? Lolita. Oh God. So fucking stupid. He was a pedophile. That's yeah. It. Well, that's the thing is like. There are pedophiles in all of those movies. It's I read a really good book. Yeah, they're all fucking pedophiles. As soon as like a teenager is sexualized, they're like, it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. what America was fucking built on. Yeah. What were you saying? I read a really good book called Rust and Stardust, which is like a fictional account of the real Lolita. But it was the oh, fictional story. I like Like that. somebody had made it up. It was good. It was sad, but it was good. There's a book that's similar kind of similar to that called Putney. Never heard of it. I got the advanced reader's copy. I haven't read it yet, but it's like I like those weird ones though. Yeah, I love a weird book, but it's like um Oh, it's also like Little Children. That one is like a classic, and I read that whole book and it was fucking cuz sometimes I just we- read weird books cuz I was reading it and the whole time I was like this is very boring. <laughs> and in that one there was one of the main characters was a child molester. So, oh? yeah. So, the book ended really weird. I, you know, it was fucking weird and it was boring. <laughs> but I would say you guys should read it because it was fucking weird. The ending was so weird. The ending was exactly like the ending that I feel like an optimistic person would be like, "This should end." Like an optimistic person who just been told, "Like, here's kind of what the book's about. Tell me the ending," and then they'd be like, "Uh, I think they should hug." <laughs> So no, Rust and Stardust ended how? So it was like what they think she was going through while she was kidnapped. Because mm-hmm. the real, 
I forgot her name. It was not. It's not Lolita. They just called her the Lolita. Mm-hmm. But um, it was like her fictional account of like the day she gets kidnapped because she didn't really get kidnapped. She what happened was, well, we can go into this at another time. I mean, I do want to know. <laughs> so what happens that is this? She was she was stole something from like a little store, and a guy came up to her and was like, "Oh, I saw what you did. Like, I'm a cop." Um, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, he played into that. He was like, "So meet me here tomorrow. I got to take you to the courthouse." <laughs> meet me here tomorrow, and I'll arrest you yeah. later. He was like, "Don't tell your mom where you're going. Tell her that you're going to the oh, the go, you're going to Atlantic City with your friend." Jesus so then the mom started to realize, like, oh, fuck, like, something's wrong. Because every time she called her, there wasn't always an issue. Like, oh, we're staying a little longer. She's like, where's this? Where's your friend? Where's your mom? Where's the mom? Mm-hmm. Like, all I'm doing is speaking to this this father. So it was like a whole thing. Then they, like, stopped talking and stuff like that. And then he sent her, like, the family a picture. So she was missing for all this time because he kept going to different places. Oh. And, like, she met people, like, they lived in, like, a trailer in, like, Arizona Mm -hmm. or California. And uh, she met, like, a woman who was trying to save her there. And eventually she got back to the mom. But it was, like, all that time that she was missing was, like, that from her point of view. Mm -hmm. And then it would, like, jump from her point of view to, like, the mom's point of view to, like, the sister's point of view and then the sister's boyfriend's point of view. Because all these people cared about her. Yeah. Um, and then it ends like similar to the real story of like sh- they end up finding her. Um, and then it turns out that this dude was just a fucking creep because he ended up marrying like this young girl. Like that wasn't the first time he did that. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up marrying like this other girl, but he ends up getting caught and um, she grows up like to be 16 and she goes away and she ends up dying. Like she ends up getting killed in a car crash. Like the real story is the girl gets killed in a car crash, but mm-hmm. they t- they the book is like from her perspective, so it talks about like the second before she dies. Oh, you don't realize she dies because then in the next chapter it talks about her mom at the funeral. Oh, so it was just like a sad story, but it was like a good book. See, the one Putney, that one, it basically was like, um, this family's friends with an eccentric artist who always viewed the like. I don't remember how young she was. I want to say she was 12, maybe younger. And he was like, she's my muse. She's my muse. And they're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And they were like family friends. And then, you know, she like played into it because she was a little kid. Uh And she was like, you do good art because of me. Not knowing, you know, what she was getting into. Because the first paragraph of the description is one way. And then the second paragraph, you're like, oh. (laughs) But she's like, oh, they were, you know. They go on a trip and then she ends up staying with him for like a few months and they form an unbreakable bond and it escalates and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he feels so inspired. And then the next paragraph is um, it's about her and how her and her adult life in her adult life. She goes back and confronts him about what happened because the way that they phrase the first paragraph is like, oh, you know, she was 12, but she was, you know, into it. Which, mm-hmm. obviously, he was a fucking... I think he was, like, 30 or something. He oh was God. old. But she was like, you know, oh, this is, you know, I'm getting attention. I don't realize that it's bad attention. And then it escalates to them, like, having sex or whatever and being like, we're in love. And then later, it's... As an adult, she looks back on what happened and goes to confront him to be like, hey... Not cool, dude. That was not fucking cool. I was 12. That sounds like damn near all of Peter Swanson's books. Oh, yeah. Except, uh, yeah. 
that is like an a good element. chunk of them. <laughs> that is an element in some of them, but at least they don't like glorify it. Except yeah. for in that one where that, that one was all the beautiful eyes. Yeah, oh. it was a good fucking movie. Spoilers. Anyway, I mean, book. Spoilers. Anyways, Do you just is this a book podcast? I think so. Welcome to our book podcast. Here we go. Started right in the middle of JJ's. Here's a book, <laughs> and now back. <laughs> um, don't know where I left off. <laughs> Initial questioning of Jewel Carmen showed that she had locked Thelma out of her home, home, proposing that she sought refuge in her car to keep warm, which is what the police ended up believing as well. Um, the police found that the previous night at the Trocadero, a Hollywood, Hollywood restaurant, um, there was a party hosted by Stanley Lupino, actor, writer, and his fellow actor daughter, Ida. I just can't breathe. Um, Thelma's ex-husband, Pat DeCicio. DeCicio? DeCicio. D-I-C-I-C-C-O. Art Deco. Art Deco. Um, who was an agent and movie producer producer and alleged mobster in cahoots with Lucky Luciano and also cousins with a uh, cousin cousin of Albert R. Broccoli. I just <laughs> included that last part for fun. <laughs> it's a true thing, but I didn't need to include it. I just like his last name. Um Pat was in attendance and reportedly stirring shit. He had previously asked Ida, the host, he had apparently asked to be invited and sat at the table with Thelma. He was like, oh, um, I don't fucking know what he said. Why was I just going to do that? But he was just like, oh, yeah, I want to <laughs> I want to sit next to Thelma. Please put me next to her. So he's supposed to sit next to her. Um, they end up getting in a fight because he shows up with a date. And then insists he shows up with a date and insists on sitting at a different table. Oh my god. <laughs> he literally was just stirring shit. Yeah. So um where was I? Look at Mabel. Oh, baby. She really likes wires. That's her thing. But friends at the party, um, that were also <laughs> Friends at the party that were also at the party said that she had had a nice time otherwise and was taken home in the early hours of the 15th by her chauffeur. Um, so with no reason to suspect suicide, suicide, suspect suicide, the police ruled it an accident, um, citing that she may have been warming her car up to drive or just staying warm. Hmm. However, um, I have found that they're like... <laughs> Nothing, you're funny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I have found contradicting evidence again because they were like, oh, you know, her key was in the ignition. But her car was not running when they found her and the tank was full of gas. So there's literally, you know how they killed themselves in the virgin suicides. The one. Your car has to be running. Yeah. Your gas has to be burning. Yeah. How are you going to get that poisoning? So, so they think that she was killed, then put in the car and set, and it was just said that it didn't smell like gas or anything. No, they didn't report any of that stuff. What the fuck? Yes. So, like, it wasn't running. The key was in the ignition, but but you it know. wasn't on. The car probably wasn't hot. 
The car wasn't on. The engine wasn't Was it running. reported that way or like they got there and then it was off? Because then you're like, okay, maybe they turned it off because they don't want to die. No, they looked into it and they were like, oh, it wasn't running. It at no point was running. Which she only went in the garage. May only went in the garage because she needed to do something to like clean it or something. If you heard a fucking car running in the garage, also it's the 30s, so those cars aren't fucking Teslas. They're loud. So okay. if you heard a, t- a car running in the garage all fucking night and morning, you'd be like, Eventually, the fuck's out you're here? you're going to start to smell it in your house as well. Yes, exactly. And you would get the poisoning. <laughs> Facts. And then you would be poisoned. And then you would die. <laughs> uh, so um, that's what their going theory was. Um, a coroner... Did an inquest. Oh my god, I keep erasing parts of the thing. It's just so uncomfortable because I get so choked. Put it here. I get choked out. Well, I get choked out by these if I oh, scoot yeah, at all. Closer. I tried. I can only reach one side of it. So I'm gonna take these off. They're stabbing my earring into my neck, slowly puncturing my neck. Do you want to wear mine? I'm so much louder. No, it's okay. I feel like I'm definitely far away. Oh, I just want to lay down. You should just exactly. I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed. We're okay. just being fucking responsible podcasters. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay, so a coroner did an inquest looking into her death, but found, quote unquote, no marks of violence anywhere upon or within the body. Um, he did find a contusion on her lip. However, I also read that there were signs of trauma in her throat as if a hose or pipe had been forced into her mouth. Oh. So. Okay. That's like some midsummer shit. Yes. Yes. I hate that movie. It's so fucking stupid. Don't watch it. It's dumb. Don't watch it. It's stupid. So, um, they, of course, you know, brought this to a jury. Uh, the jury recommended further investigation by proper authorities. Don't know what that means. If it's not the police and the coroner. Maybe who, like the FBI. The presidents should come. President. Here's what? your gloves. Yeah. I don't know if the yeah I guess the FBI was around. I don't know if they were in that shit. The thirties. I don't think the FBI was created then. If it was created, they definitely weren't doing this stuff yet. They probably got them from like like other places. Like, Mm -hmm. I think where was this? California, you said. Yep. Are you sure? Yeah. That was not a sure look. Yes. I would feel like some place in California would probably like, oh, this town is like a little small town. Let's outsource kind of thing. Like, let's outsource from New York or some shit like that. It was also before agencies talked to each other. Oh, true. Before towns talked to each other. So, um, a grand jury investigated the possibility of murder. And after four weeks of testimony, they didn't find any evidence or proof to support the murder. Basically, it's kind of like in the Casey Anthony trial, I feel, where <laughs> if you don't give, because they didn't have a lot of information on the actual investigation uh, or on the actual jury involvement. But it's like if you don't give a good enough story of what could have happened, they can't say yeah, something happened. They can't rule. Something happened, we think. You have to yeah, be like, you have this to have evidence and like this. this is the story we created around the evidence. Yeah, here's what we think supporting <clears throat> by sense. the evidence happened. But they couldn't do that because they didn't have enough info. So, okay. the case was then closed and listed as accidental with suicidal tendencies. Love what you're doing with your headphones right now. 
that shit keeps freezing and it's scaring me. So here are some other pieces of information that um, led up to her death or were surrounding her death. There were just weird fucking things. Um, Because that tale right there is like the biggest part of the story. That's what everywhere will tell you when you look into it. But then other people are like, oh, well, there also does this. And there was also this. So, the few months before her death, she had been receiving threatening notes promising her death if she failed to pay $10,000. They looked into that, but they couldn't approve it was the two people they thought it was. And then they were like, well, why would they kill her? And it's like, well, why would they send her those notes? So, there is that. But what if they're not even connected? Because think about it. If she was a famous star, Mm -hmm. how many of them have gotten, like, threatening messages? And why wouldn't they kill? Like, why... Don't rule them out just because they didn't send those letters. Because yeah. she could have had two people on her shit. Yeah. So, um, I found on one website it said that she and her gown and mink coat were covered in coagulated blood. Where would that have come from if she died from carbon monoxide poisoning? That's just like asphyxiation. There shouldn't yeah. be any outside. Yeah. yeah. But they said there was blood all over her. Um, there were some things that said they th- the when they first called in the physician to look at her he said that she would had been dead for 12 hours when she was found she was found on sunday morning okay so um her jewels and purse hadn't been stolen so it wasn't like a you know it wasn't motivated by money yeah um she had just began working on the bohemian girl and had over she had a bunch of scenes which then later um hal roach Went and reshot most of her scenes and cut, I think, almost every single piece of her dialogue from it, even though she had just died. So, she also had over a hundred wrapped presents in her apartment for Christmas. It was December 16th. So, clearly, she was planning on, like, delivering those. Yeah, she wouldn't have killed herself. She wouldn't have bought that shit just to kill herself. They couldn't find a good enough reason to say suicide. Nowhere (laughs) supports the suicide theory. Um, I also found on one that said that she had a broken nose, bruises around her throat, and two cracked ribs. There's a lot of fucking, like you said, contradicting. Yes. Um, there is also little information on Pat. Uh, he used to, her ex-husband, he apparently used to beat her, which led to their divorce. Um, and he did see her the night before she died, and he was being a little shitster. Um, Roland like West. Like petty co- bitch he is. Yeah. Because that's all it seems like. He's a petty fucking bitch. Yeah. Um, Roland West cohabitated with her and his wife, and they owned her restaurant together. Um, and he was apparently reportedly uncomfortable with Thelma initiating coitus with anyone else. Um, that's the dude that was married. Yeah. And then, I'm married. I can fuck around with other people. You can't fuck around fuck with Fuck you. Stay in line. Don't let me catch you out here, bitch. <laughs> um, apparently, Jewel Carmen... I don't know if this was a rumor, though. Jewel Carmen threatened to kill Thelma when their res- restaurant started to lose money. Um, oh, that's not my fault, bitch. Yeah. The fuck? Um, Lucky Luciano, the mob king, he was involved in prostitution, extortion, gambling. He had connections to her ex. She, they had, he had actually, her ex had introduced her to Lucky. Um, and she had been involved with him, apparently, romantically. Um, with Lucky. Yeah. And her mother, Alice, said that Lucky had gotten her hooked on amphetamines. However, 
her mother, they said, was the sole heir, her sole beneficiary. Um, mm-hmm. And before Thelma had died, she had spoke of getting a... Ma- a ma- fuck. Before Thelma died, she spoke of getting a mansion, um, but didn't have the funds for it. She was just from Massachusetts. Um, in a film about her, uh, her father... This is... Most of this these little chunks of things right here are from the article about the film. But I'm a fi- in a film about her, about someone made by someone who was quote unquote in the industry and knew the dirt. It was a lot of rumors. Um, her father was portrayed as distant, abusive, unloving. Um, her mother was manipulative and said to have forced her daughter into the beauty contest and indirectly into her acting career. They also said her mother put her on diet pills and she became addicted in order to not be fired by Hal Roach, who was apparently had a like weight yeah, thing like, on her. Mm-hmm. So her mother is saying that the other that Lucky got her addicted to amphetamines and then other people are saying her mother got her addicted to amphetamines because that's what they would take to lose weight. Lose weight. Um, she had also been. <sighs> oh, so also Lucky had reportedly so there was the thing where they were involved he was in the mob he also allegedly got her hooked on the amphetamines and he tried to pressure her into letting him use one of the floors of her restaurant um they also said he might have been extorting her um jesus poor girl didn't get a fucking shot yeah she also so here's the thing is that that guy said she was dead in her car for 12 hours Mm-hmm. They found her. It must have been late morning because they said that she got dropped off in the early hours of that morning. That's not 12 hours. Hmm. Early hours, I would assume, is like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's 1 p.m. 12 hours later. So there was still fuel in the tank. We already know that. Um, Jewel Carmen said that she saw her in a car. Said She saw Thelma driving in her car with a man a Sunday morning. Um, and then also Thelma <laughs> had called a friend on the phone Sunday morning and chatted with them. Okay. She was supposed to have died Sunday morning, morning, 12 hours fuck? before they found her. But a lot of the places agreed. They were like, she was not in this car when she died. I feel like uh, uh, the fucking wife did it. You think so? The wife and the husband probably did it. Yeah. Just to get them, get her out of the way. Or lucky. Where was her mom? Her mom lived close by. There were so many people, you know? There's no love in the game. I think it was the fucking, it's always the husband. You know that song? I got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Thanks for singing to me. You're welcome. (laughs) I sing that song sometimes at work. (laughs) Uh, um, that was good so yeah I think that it might be that um, they also there had been reports multiple people had said they'd seen Lucky one day because she had stopped drinking to work on her weight basically because she was an actress blah 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 industry mm-hmm. toxicity anyways so she wasn't drinking anymore, and apparently he tried to get her to drink champagne when they were out one night, and she was like, oh, no, thanks, and he literally forced the bottle down her throat to pour it understand. in her mouth. So, 
I don't know. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I would fuck somebody up. Yeah, I feel like there were too many places that were saying that it was, there was, it was more too- injury to her body than what was reported. Um, and then also some people just said that they reminded her a lot of they she reminded them a lot of Marilyn Monroe and that she just was such a tragically beautiful person. Mm. I feel like all the actresses from like back then were it's always something like they have a super tragic past. Something bad happens to them like the fucking the one that fucking played uh, Dorothy. I forgot her name. Judy Garland? Yeah, like her story is super sad. Did you see they're making a movie about her? Oh, really? With uh, Renee Zellweger. I love Renee Zellweger. Yeah, she's she's going to play her. She's chill. Me, myself, and Irene. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Chicago? Fuck yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, but yeah, they're like all those stories. It was always like they're beautiful, but they were super used, like mm-hmm. things like that. Which, so she was even, so she's from, like, rural fucking Massachusetts. She's a Massachusetts girl. And she had said when she first started out in Hollywood, she's like, men would always be overly friendly and, like, touching me and where you come from. No one does that. Like, we don't touch each other. Fuck yeah, I'm from New York. Don't fucking touch me. I hate when people touch me. So they're too close. I'm like, can you Can you back off? So there was that, um, and she was just like, I realized they were just being friendly. Fuck off. No, fuck they weren't. They weren't. They were just trying to touch your tatas. They want your tatas. And your koalele. Your koalele. <laughs> your detachable vagina. Take it off. Throw it. <laughs> throw it at a man. I want everyone to promise that this week they'll try to throw their vagina at a man. Even if you don't have one. Throw it, man throw it Alrighty then okay <laughs> this, this is great that was good i really th- like that i never heard of that one i'd never heard what of was yours. Her name? hot tot it was hot tot it was hot tot tater tots my brother might really like this episode because he really liked um stevie laurel Nicks. and hardy and stuff like that that was like that's his thing he knows like all of those characters oh. wow elijah this one's for you <laughs> i knew that when i did my research Yep. Ask anyone. Alrighty, guys. Okay, thanks. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That time you almost got me. (laughs) So always forget your line, bro. I don't always. I usually am good. I'm very tired. You don't know. Dude, I was like. (laughs) I have to drive still. Oh, girl. I'm in a legal level of tired. I'm like, (laughs) one eye. Anyways. So if you would like to. Follow us on social media. Our Instagram and Twitter are Gumshoe Weekly. Our Facebook is Gumshoe Weekly Pod. No, it isn't. It's, it's Gumshoe Pod. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Gumshoe Pod. It is? Yeah. I thought it was Gumshoe Weekly Pod. You always say Gumshoe Pod unless you've been plugging the wrong thing until right now. Holy fuck, baby. <laughs> our email is gumshoeweekly at gmail.com. Thanks. Email us if you have any fun inquiries suggestions add-ons to our stories um pictures we like pictures not we inappropriate love pictures. pictures we brianna likes pictures of buttholes no i don't that was the best thing Please i do not she likes a picture of um no anyway i must so have said something is- irredeemable <laughs> i bet you did <laughs> um so 
if you guys like what you're hearing and listening to and what you keep coming back for, just go ahead and excuse me go ahead and share it share it with a friend play it when they're in the car and they'll go oh and I you just leave. keep turning it up <laughs> keep turning it up they'll go oh i don't i'm not really a podcast shh, 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 as this you turn is it the up. best part um so yeah rate us subscribe download share with your friends let everybody know we're out here that's what's gonna keep us on here that's what that's what keeps us going mm-hmm. and that's all i got for you okay so see you next week great Bye.